everyone. You got a Calvin here. This is episode 20 of Res Metal Podcast. Well, first off, how about them Phoenix Suns, right? Sorry, I've just been pumped on how good the Suns been doing in the NBA uh, Western Conference playoffs. Um, so on this episode, I talked to Garrett Alvarado, vocalist of the band Mall from Fargo, North Dakota. Garrett is an interesting guy. He uh, He's originally from the White Earth Reservation, which is a band of Ojibwe in Minnesota. I found out about Maul last year since I uh, I follow a lot of the metal bands uh, out in, in North Dakota. Uh, I used to live out in North Dakota for a number of years, and I still keep up with the metal bands and the sports teams. So I reached out to Garrett, and uh, you know he agreed to talk with me, so that was really cool of him. We talk about you know how we got into metal, uh, pro wrestling, North Dakota stuff, and then we just nerd out on death metal. So uh, if you're not a death metal fan, uh, you might be like, you know, the hell are they talking about? But uh, if you love death metal, you'll appreciate uh, our love and passion for the stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, play some mall and then uh, go right into the talk with uh, Garrett. All right, check it out. University of North Dakota. Um, so I was like in Grand Forks for what was it 2013 to 2015, and then Bismarck from 2015 to 2017. Damn. Okay. Okay. I, I lived in East Grand Forks for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where, where did you? Uh, where like is that kind of where your family's at, or where was your family originally? Uh no. Um, we moved there. God, I was in like first grade. And then, so it was a 90, it was right after the big flood in Grand Forks. So it was like 98. And then, uh, oh no, wait, it had to have been earlier than that. Now I'm going to blank on, uh, years and stuff, but yeah, it was first grade. So whatever year that would have been 96, 97. And then I moved back to, uh, Manoman, uh, Wired Earth Reservation in Minnesota, uh in like 2003 how big is the white earth reservation um you know i don't even know like in terms of just like area coverage or uh, yeah i mean i guess it, is it like as far as like uh i guess population wise it'd be it's not very it's not very populated for sure um Manome in the city i was in was like 1200 um, a lot of surrounding areas were less than a thousand. Um, I feel like I should know <laughs> the area it covers, but yeah. Yeah. Um, is that close to Red Lake? I had a friend, uh, I made a friend in North Dakota from Red Lake reservation. Yeah. It's about, uh, an hour and 20 North of, uh, 
Manoman probably. Okay. And, yeah, uh, I've never never been that way, but oh, okay. But correct me wrong if that's is that Ojibwe, right? The the tribes up yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my uh so I went to school in Grand Forks and um I got to know someone from Red Lake and it's kind of funny, like years later I found out my friend uh, her brother was a pro wrestler. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I don't know if you know uh if you've heard of some guy named Charlie Norris. Charlie Norris? Yeah, Charlie Norris. He used to wrestle in like in uh WCW like in the early nineties. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he was like a, a big tall native guy and he would like I, I didn't watch it like at the time, but I found out like later on. But hey, was he like he was like really tall, right? I think so. I've only seen YouTube clips. He's like he probably looks like six foot seven or six foot eight. And he was from Red Lake, right? Yeah. That's really funny. I bet I met him a really long time ago. Yeah, if they've done like uh, small shows, he's probably like probably traveled around that area. Yeah, for sure. There was a little uh uh promotion off of Cass Lake. And uh I feel like he was there at the same time I was there. Okay. But that was like a long that was like 16 when i was like first started training and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah i heard on a couple of your uh you know the mall mondays like mentioning uh doing some wrestling and also i listened to some podcasts yeah and i remember mentioning that you were uh doing some wrestling like pro wrestling style uh -huh, for a while before mall started yeah yeah i did that for i don't know kind of on and off between 2011 and uh um yeah there was like three different instances like when i was trying to do pro stuff <clears throat> but my real run of it was about almost two years yeah. and i was like yeah it was kind of one of those on and off things and i don't know getting to where i could and not really liking a lot of the culture and stuff that came with it and i don't know it was a wild world for sure yeah which uh what was the name of the promotion you were part of um i worked for a few different ones uh my home promotion was uh based out of minot actually minot north dakota um and they're called fully loaded wrestling they're not around anymore um I think they changed into like a different company and then I think they closed the doors. I don't, I'm not sure. I kind of shut out a lot of local wrestling <laughs> like a year after I got hurt. I just kind of like swiped my memory of it a little bit, you know, some men in black shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wrestled for, uh, that one I set out at Cass Lake when I was younger. Um, that was called Northern star entertainment. Um, there's elite wrestling initiative that was also out of my uh bismarck mandan area yeah um yeah i've went down to like colorado and over to wisconsin and michigan a few times yeah just kind of anywhere i could work yeah was it like just on the weekends or did you have to like dedicate like a full schedule to it like yeah, I was mostly just weekend warring it. I mean, a lot of promotions only ran 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday anyway. So unless you were doing some other bigger promotion or some kind of tapings or something, you weren't really working during the week. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of like big promotions that would like require like a full schedule. I mean, other than like WWE and AEW, I don't know any other. Right. Yeah. I know there was, I know there was a couple of, uh, promotions like in Las Vegas, like future stars of wrestling and stuff. They would do a lot of like tapings and I knew a lot of, I shared a lot of locker rooms with guys that would go that way, you know, film like three weeks of television in a couple of days or whatever. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about like the, like the actual, I guess, business side of it, but like, I mean, you definitely have to like, right. Choreograph and basically work with the person before. I mean, I guess I'm not too sure. Is that kind of how it is? Uh, yeah, to an extent of choreographing, maybe, um, it's kind of down to this person's, uh, skill set you know what i mean uh you kind of learn to work different matches with different people so yeah you kind of you know you get the the ups or downs from the promoter of how how the night's going to go out and then you have some time to work out some 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 magic for the show you know yeah yeah but it's different different every time you know (laughs) you never know what you're going to get Cause you might, that's going to be the first time you meet somebody is, Hey, we're working tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I only, I watched wrestling growing up. Um, I was really into the Monday night wars. Like when, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When NWO and DX and then, uh, yeah, that was, that was huge. I was really into that during that time. And then from 2000 to 2011, like I, it was like a big break. I Cause like me and my siblings, we went to a, a dorm in Flagstaff for high school. And so like we couldn't watch TV. Um, so I kind of just lost all sure. with wrestling and then I didn't have cable after I graduated and I was like, just going to school. But, um, it wasn't until the, you know, the CM Punk, the, the, the pipe bomb where he like went yeah. off on man. Yeah. That's when I, I got sucked in. I love that that drew so many, old school fans back like specifically that like summer of CM Punk too. Yeah. I'm like a giant nerd for wrestling for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I saw a lot of wrestling too from like 2008, seven or eight, maybe until that CM Punk's. It was huge. It was like all over, but I didn't watch, I, I didn't watch wrestling like at all. It just didn't capture me, but I knew I used to love CM Punk on the independence. And then I remember him getting with like the new ECW and stuff, but I still wasn't like watching, watching really. So yeah, when I heard he was like shaking up the whole, <laughs> the whole industry for a minute there, I was like, damn, I had to, it was hard to not go back to that. Yeah. I remember like, uh, he like basically went off on like John Cena and Vince McMahon. And then like, I don't know. It was like a month later. He won the adult, like in his hometown. Yep. Yeah. It was like, it was like three weeks later. It was pretty wild. He was just like, I'm taking the belt and leaving. And then he won the belt and everyone's like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was awesome. And then, um, I think around the same time is probably when like Daniel Bryan 
kind of like got, I don't know, I guess he started building some momentum and then I started following Daniel Bryan. Yep. Yeah. That was like 2013, 14. He was getting crazy big, right? Yeah. The yes chanting like started. Yep. And then, um, and what a long time ago already. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right. I think when I moved to North Dakota in 2013, that's kind of like, I didn't know many people there. Actually, I didn't know anyone. Um, so I kind of just, all the stuff that I was into, I just got really into it. Like, like watching wrestling and like listening to metal. And sounds like my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Even now too, it's like, I, I just, uh, I, I moved to the, back to the here on the reservation and um um it's called fort defiance and yeah i don't know anyone here i've basically just been um yeah just like really getting into like collecting like tapes and records and yep yeah just like following just band kinda, labels just kind of hold up yeah so like when i was in north dakota i was just basically just kind of kept to myself studied and basically just, you know, I would go to Fargo every now and then to check out the record store, Orange Records. Hell yeah. Shout out Orange yeah. Records. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget the guy behind the counter. He, at the time, it was the, the guy. He's like skinny and glasses. Yeah, it's, it's Matt. He, he owns that spot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would go there. Just, yeah, just because like. Just him to, and his dog. To, yeah, just to check out some music and. Um, a couple times too, I'd be like, I, you know, do wouldn't do so well on my tests and I would go there and just check out records and then just bullshit with the, yeah, with the, the owner. Oh yeah. Yeah. A couple times he told me, he's like, oh, you should check out this show if you like, um, if you like metal. And then I forgot that venue down the street. It's like, you go downstairs. Uh, the aquarium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this was, I want to say like 2013, 14 but, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of like, um, I remember Gorgatron. I remember Gorgatron was there, was around yep. during that time. They've been around for, for a while though. I think like 2007 or eight. Yeah. I remember like they would, they would do shows. I would like just check out a show every now and then. Nice. And then, uh, yeah, there was a, it was mostly 2013. There's probably a lot of, uh, hardcore shows down at the red Raven. Or the, it was actually uh, the New Direction. Okay. Yeah, it was like a DIY spot. Uh, pretty close to Orange, actually. Right off of Robert Street. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and that used to be the old Red Raven before it moved to that firehouse on Main. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, I they do they do yeah they do a lot of uh, all ages shows and the DIY shows that's where we play a lot too is Red Raven and the Aquarium mostly oh. but yeah so 20, 2013 was a lot more of the hardcore punk DIY scene thriving and those basement shows there um to my extent love knowledge you know what I mean I still went to Gorgatron shows too but uh compared to like the last four years here the metal scene was you know i think maybe 2017 2018 metal scene was like really picking up like there's bands everywhere 
yeah. starting up, you know. They don't there's been a lot that hasn't stuck around, but yeah, I, I found out about Maul because, um, you know, I, I would still follow like Orange Records on like their social media pages. And I remember okay. they would like post on like about Phobophilic and Phobophilic's records. And then so I started following or checking out Phobophilic and then they would mention Maul a lot. So then that's when I like started uh, picking up on Maul. That's what's up. So you found us through Phobo? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Those are the boys. Yeah, dude, they're sick. They're so talented, man. They're fucking insane. Yeah. They, they blow my mind every time I get to see them. They just, I've said it a lot, but they make me so stoked that they're from my backyard. You know what I mean? And like, as just a giant death metal nerd, I'm like, yeah, go get it, dudes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they're getting, they're getting a lot of coverage. I noticed. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're truly are writing some fucking, fantastically crafted death metal and i think they're getting a lot of worthy praise you know yeah no i uh, it's um it's definitely new uh because i know a lot of bands put out the you know the old swedish hm2 guitar tones but uh, I, at first i kind of thought that's what they were about but yeah definitely more technical and right yeah um no, that's cool. I mean, I, I hope they got a new yeah. new stuff coming out soon. Yeah, they're uh, they're recording a full one soon. Nice. And you guys are uh, just finished, right? You're. Yeah, we're about to get uh, some mixes and stuff back of our full length, so it's in that process right now. Yeah. Checking those out and saying what we want changed and that whole fun process of uh, maybe more of this, less of this or whatever. <laughs> did you guys record it in Fargo or did you guys go somewhere else? For yeah. You? We actually just tracked it right in our, uh, rehearsal spot, uh, in Fargo. We had our friend, uh, Jake Watson. Uh, we recorded monarchy of mold within the EP and he also makes a master that, um, so he came up to Fargo and just brought a bunch of his equipment and hung out all week with us. We, I think we did, uh, one, two, we did four nights straight. Uh, cause we can only be make noise in that practice spot after eight, we started and just did overnight sessions that whole week. Bang out the, bang out the full length. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I saw the e ball's been putting out like a steady release of like EPs and demos. Um, how did, uh, how did you guys get picked up by redefining darkness records? Um, let's see. Yeah. The string of the releases thing just kind of happened circumstantially, I guess we just kind of had some ideas and <laughs> put them out. Um, so monarchy of mold, we recorded the winter of 2019, um, November, and we we're gearing up to do like a 11 day uh release tour and had a bunch of merch and all that you know just trying to do the full package and really promote the ep because we had put a lot of love into those songs you know um but of course things happening with the pandemic and everything it was actually the week of everything shutting down was our tour on that Wednesday and we had to pull the plug on it that Monday just cause things were getting like wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so that was unfortunate like we were still trying to even do the tour kickoff show just as like a release show before everything got like shut down shut down and then i don't know it was kind of wild like some people started talking shit like saying that we were like i don't know <laughs> i was like okay it wasn't like trying to be like that it was just we worked four or five months to put this all together and it's just falling apart in front of us they're trying to hold on to whatever we could about it you know yeah um so that whole week and a half that we had off to tour we just threw an audible and fucking rented a airbnb cabin in the middle of like uh wisconsin <clears throat> and that's actually where we began writing deity demise and buried in resin like both of those song ideas came from that week we spent in the cabin just hanging out writing drinking really getting to know or just like hang out uh we al had just joined the band too so we were like really getting to know him and putting in some quality time or whatever but anyway so during that whole week sorry this is long-winded <laughs> okay um uh so during that week of being in the cabin supposed to be on tour ep just come out not knowing what the fuck we're gonna do or how long things are gonna be shut down um redefining darkness had put up this playlist for death metal bands that had their tours and plans canceled because of the pandemic it was called uh, death to the virus <laughs> and it was just taking song uh, submissions and as long as you let them know like what your tour was uh, canceled or whatever and they made this big playlist and we sent in one of our songs and actually the next day he like messages he's like hey what do you guys got going on <laughs> um said that he liked the ep and we were kind of telling him because we had a, a few different uh maybe three day run five day runs throughout the whole summer you know just kind of here and there so he's like he liked that we were busy and calculated on what we were trying to do and we just kind of agreed right there to do a full length together and then those songs that we wrote while he called us ended up being the first release we put out with redefining under the uh dd demise demo so yeah it was kind of a wild uh storm of shit that just kind of happened but it all came out of that disaster you know what i mean <laughs> yeah pretty it was pretty looking back on it it was definitely i don't know not saying that the pandemic was necessary or anything like that but like th things just happened for a reason you know mm -hmm. yeah and then um yes or you uh, put out the was it I, I heard on a mall monday that you were kind of the one who uh kind of coordinated the funerary exhumation the four-way split yes yeah, yeah yeah that was my you guys did you just kind of reach out to, to bands you you knew and just yeah i got got, got yeah some. i was i was looking for uh something to keep me sane over the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> just kind of putting together projects and then i had the idea for a, a three or a four-way split and i just kind of i was kind of in talks with some of the uh torn in half and hanging unfortunately um just as like homies that we met online we've played a show with hanging fortress before um and it just kind of i don't know in my head it kind of made sense that all these like newer bands with this like kind of a hardcore tinged 
influence on their death metal, kind of the new wave of old school death metal. You know what I mean? Uh, I just wanted to put together some kind of package highlighting that. And um, Path to War was the last piece. There was actually a band before that that was supposed to be on, but they broke up. And they were the first band that I talked to about the split. So (laughs) I had to pull that out of of nowhere. And uh, thankfully, Pat the War was down because I was just a fan of them. I didn't know any of them at the time. Nice. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's just a cool looking tape too. Like the artwork and just the layout. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I don't know where the Egyptian thing came to me other than like a long time ago really liking Nile and Nile's a sick fucking <laughs> band but like um yeah I don't even know where that came from but then I started looking at like Egyptian uh oh I want I wanted to call it something to do with like death rituals for some reason and I was doing research on rituals and then it came across Egyptian themes and then I was looking, yeah, so that's how that whole started. And I was like, yo, this would be really cool imagery. <clears throat> and then the four panels thing, just kind of each panel depicting a different band or a different scene. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got the the first uh, wave of tapes. The, the blue, blue copy? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then uh, I know they re-released it, right? It was, uh, is it Life After Death re-released it? Yep, yep. So we were trying, we were originally going to do the second press ourselves and then that was a whole ordeal i have a stack over there of the second the second press but uh the quality on them was kind of garbage they were done by a doi uh set up and he kind of he almost like i'm surprised that we got the product let's just put it that way and then they showed up and it was less than subpar so they look cool and some of them do sound pretty damn good but it wasn't worth it wasn't able to put out a full release you know what i mean and then that's when life after death stepped in and put out the official second second press or whatever you want to call it thanks no no it's uh that's really cool i um i, I know like so so far on i so i started this like podcast like two years ago and okay. just, just to keep myself busy because you know mm-hmm. just wanted to do something that like i just kind of nerd out with and um just been talking to like bands around here around the navajo reservation and um yeah there's not a whole lot of like uh physical releases or i think most of it is just like diy like cds like burn cds that they start in cds yep yeah but no one's really like put their stuff on tape but um I think a, a lot of the fans around here, I mean, I think mo- uh, most, or actually most of the bands here are just doing like digital, like mostly just uh, getting on Spotify and okay. Uh, a couple are on band. What are, what are some, uh, what are some cool bands around you? Um, there's not a whole lot of like death metal. Like it's mostly, um, it's mostly a lot of thrash because, um, okay. Yeah, the I just did a interview over the weekend with this band called Testify. Uh, Testify. They, yeah, Testify. They're from the New Mexico side of the reservation, and uh, they play like metalcore. They kind of remind me of like Kill Switch Engage with some like um, 
would just like kind of like machine head kill switch engage i guess okay Fuck uh, it. a lot of riffs um and then uh there's a uh, i guess one of the the bigger bands that i talked to was uh graves of the monuments graves uh, of the monuments yeah graves of the monuments they're uh they're kind of like progressive metalcore i guess um they kind of remind me of um uh like suicide silence uh with, oh, okay. mixed with like the contortionists like like progressive kind of like a more progressive suicide silence i guess do a lot of the like uh pretty clean like instrumental passages and stuff yeah like yeah yeah it's really okay, clean okay. really clean okay. passages and then they just go into like some some breakdowns and um yeah i mean they 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 seem like they're getting a lot of um a lot of recognition just because they they made a music video is actually pretty cool it's about uh i think it's called shit what's it called dying language um basically they made a, a film the music video um with like like a elderly navajo lady and then like some kids and uh mostly uh, the song is mostly about like uh you know getting in touch with uh native language okay i like that a lot yeah that's really cool um and uh, a couple other bands um yeah there's not a whole lot of like really heavy death metal um i'd say well there's this one band in phoenix um they're not from like my tribe area uh they're called uh six million dead they're oh, sure. from okay. like gila river um pima reservation um they they they're just super heavy they remind me of like um um like just a black black and death metal like um incantation and like belphegor damn okay um, that's that sounds hard as fuck yeah it's intense <laughs> it's really intense and six million dead yeah yeah they're um i, I saw them open up for um Soulfly in tempe arizona that's sick yeah yeah i guess so. yeah they opened for Soulfly and nile at the Tempe and Tempe, Arizona. And I was just like, you know, lurking around looking at merch. I don't know. I was just waiting for like Nile to play, but then kind of, I like hear them and I'm like, fuck, these guys sound like really like, like tight. And like, they sound like, like a touring band. And I was like, I went to go check them out and it was them. And yeah, it was just in the, well, what caught my ear was, uh, they did a Slayer cover. Um, I love Slayer. Like Slayer is one of my favorites and they did, a seasons in the abyss cover like nice death metal seasons of the abyss yeah. and i'm like fuck yeah and Dude, pretty much a slayer cover is hard yeah yeah i've just been following ever, ever since um they're they're cool they're one of my favorites i won't be able to hear this very well but i threw on that dying languages video in the background just to see oh okay yeah it's God, really like, damn i wish i could I wish I could see this in person that Canyon or whatever this is. Yeah. It's in page. Um, ah, fuck. I forgot what it's called. Um, uh, I, I'm not familiar with the area, but it's in the kind of like the Northern Western part of, uh, Arizona. Okay. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, they're all like, they're all young dudes too. I think they're all like, and they're like early to mid twenties. So, I mean, they, okay they seem like they're going to be around for a while. So hopefully they can um, keep it up. Yeah. 
yeah, just keep the momentum going. Um, and then, uh, what was the, oh no, it was 6 million dead. Oh yeah. 6 million dead is the, like the intense, like black death metal band. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm going to check that out too. Yeah. They have a band camp with all their albums. Um, I think they're, I don't remember if it's like, uh, pay what you want or if you have to actually pay a flat fee, but, um, it's all available on band camp. But, uh, yeah, I just been reaching out locally, just talking to some of the local bands cause um they're cool they're they're always cool with me and so um yeah that's cool putting on and spotlight in the region yeah yeah for sure um and then just give me give me something to do outside of work too just because there's like nothing to do out here like the like it's still kind of like shut down it's not like things haven't really gotten back to normal here yeah like uh they have a like a workout center here like i actually i can walk over there if i wanted but it's still closed um i still like to skateboard every now and then but the skate park is still closed skate park is closed is it outdoors it's outdoor yeah yeah how Um, are they gonna close an outdoor skate park (laughs) i have no idea um that's a bummer yeah so i just been kind of just staying inside and uh, yeah i feel that yeah just trying to stay healthy now with open even now with things open my way but just like i stay at home so much <laughs> the last year just kind of like took it out of me we're now like social interactions are just so fucking draining i'm like i'm gonna go home and hang out with my cat <laughs> um but that's exactly why i started doing the mall monday stuff too is just like i gotta like have something to take my mind off of just hanging out alone right here <laughs> it's awesome I, I, I'm like, yeah it's really cool it's like uh i like how you just kind of like reach out to new band like a lot of the bands that you talk to i never heard of and i just uh picked up on just by like uh, yesterday was a uh, combat right from texas yeah yep yep yeah they're pretty sick i, I checked out some of their stuff those are, those are good dudes and um killer thrash yeah yeah i didn't check out last week's so i think uh it might have been there might have been a sun's game on so i might have missed it <laughs> gotta catch the suns yeah that was uh mutilated out of ohio oh okay do you still put up the like the recorded yeah video? they're all on like the ig tv spot on our profile or like the reels or whatever it's called mm-hmm. i don't know those don't like ever get seen by a lot of people yeah i've gone back and checked out a couple um uh, but I, I couldn't find the trevor the black dolly murder uh yeah that's episode. that is literally the only one that got fucked up and i'm so mad about it <laughs> yeah like he left and as he was leaving i was accepting uh Warflurch's, like request to be in the live video and then somehow in that fucking transaction it just like took me off live and i never had the option to save the video Darn. like really of all the of all the ones huh <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught most of it though it was pretty cool yeah and yeah, that was that was i was trying not to fanboy too hard and just like i don't know just chill <laughs> yeah no I, i'm not I, even like like right now like i don't listen to a lot of black dahlia murder i still really love those early releases but just 
him in general like yeah he was a big vocal inspiration so the fact that he even was like yeah i'll come hang out and chat with you for a few hours is kind of wild <laughs> yeah yeah there's like over like 100 people watching too so that was kind of cool right yeah that was crazy like that's like a hundred more than there ever usually <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they're cool i like how it's just like hanging out like um because I, I i do more like interviews i, I feel like i kind of more like my style i haven't really i guess i haven't really figured out a style yet i just like kind of i write I, I what i do is i i go on the band's facebook and instagram and i just try to find every article i can about them oh, okay. i don't have to ask something redundant and then yep. and then um if i see something cool like if i saw like a show flyer that they played with a certain band i'll i'll like you know ask them about that or or um um so oh yeah that band testify that i talked to recently they there is actually a book called res metal that came out and um in the book they mentioned testify a lot so at least i had a lot of stuff to ask oh nice okay just how all that book came about and yeah but it's cool because uh the drummer of testify he's actually a navajo nation councilman i was just asking him about his job basically as a councilman and <laughs> Yeah, and like he's like a diehard like Lamb of God fan too. So we're just talking about Lamb of God. Shout out, shout out Lamb of God to to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they used to love that band. Yeah, yeah. They um, I don't know. I, the album that came out last year it was kind of cool. I thought the they did a song about Standing Rock um, with Chuck Billy from Testament. That's right. They did do that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, so i was like oh that's that's pretty badass fucking Rand, randy was out there yeah yeah i, I read a um rolling stones article about that uh, he like flew to like minneapolis and then somebody picked him up and took him over that's sick yeah i was actually i was in bismarck during that time i was like 30 miles away <laughs> uh, yeah that's that was a heartbreaking time yeah i didn't go though i was like freaked out because like they oh, had, I, um blocking like uh, they had roadblocks to the main on that main road but that was like them yeah there's like a road between mandan and uh cannonball and standing rock and uh i just didn't want to risk it and i was like nah because then i was watching the local news and like they're just tossing tons of people in jail like people from out of state oh or, yeah left and right yeah and then um when they get you know, when they get released, the they they don't the, they live out of state, so they're not going to come back to make their court dates. And now they now they have like warrants out for them, like for not making their court appearance. And just fucking abusive. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just I didn't want to risk it, so I kind of, uh, yeah, I was just kind of like I don't want to get kicked out of school. I was just kind of mm-hmm. watch out for. Them. But there's a lot of activity though in 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 Bismarck. Like there's just. I don't know. The vibe of Bismarck was just kind of grim. Like, yeah, no, yeah I didn't want to go out at night. Very grim. It was, uh, I don't know, man. I just, I felt that energy for a long time. It was a wild, uh, wild little period. That was kind of eye opening too. Like I saw a lot of, uh, just fucking insane rhetoric from people that I knew about 
indigenous people and you know just just wild shit about the whole subject and it's like i don't know that was a pretty eye-opening time for sure <laughs> yeah yeah same here a lot of people i um, went to school with and just people that i was like yeah basically just people around just in general just i was like man it's kind of like i want to say something but then at the same time it's like it's not going to change their mind <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah no i'm glad it kind of like i guess yeah i remember in the end they uh the the decision was not to build the um the uh or the oil whatever yeah. you know, the pipeline yeah and yeah. then like trump got elected then he like reopened it and maybe like, reopened it. it yeah so that, that sucked um uh, but um that, yeah, was, that other one just finally shut down oh really oh shoot yeah line three. Oh, okay yeah that one finally gave up and shut down okay that was going through a couple different res uh land in minnesota and stuff okay yeah that's, that's good yeah that's good no I, that that's when i was on bismarck and yeah it was it was like yeah, like there's not a lot going on in bismarck i just kind of mm-hmm. i think i went to fargo to watch uh slayer you know, like i drove like the, what is it like a two and a half hour drive from bismarck to fargo to, oh yeah yeah. Yep. yeah saw slayer that one when they played with uh testament so testament yeah, I was at that show. Fuck yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. I got ticket I got tickets handed to me that day and I was like, oh shit, I guess I'm going to Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking awesome. There was a there was like a bar crawl going on that day. And yes, yeah, somebody gave me tickets. I was like, all right, let's go. Nice. Yeah, I think um I tried to buy like the premium tickets where you get like a special t shirt, but I think it, the price is like two hundred and fifty dollars. And I was like, no, nah, I'll just get the oh general they were selling t-shirts for like $65. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was like 45, but still Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have mine and I don't wear it. Obviously it's, it's in the box somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It better be in a fucking frame. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty bad with collecting shirts. I have like three tote boxes full of shirts that I don't wear. Oh no. Yeah. I, I have to regularly cycle through my shit and be like, well, Hopefully that can find a new home. Maybe Let's give it to a friend or something. Yeah. I got a year out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah I buy it. I had to fucking stop myself from buying so many band shirts, especially over the pandemic. Oh my God. Yeah. It was just kind of like a quick little shot of serotonin buying a band shirt supporting. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a, there's an addiction component to it where like you order it and then you're like waiting, waiting. Yeah, you finally pick it up in the post office, and and then yeah, you finally got it, and then like yeah, the feeling lasts for like five minutes, and then <laughs> unless it's a really sick shirt. Yeah, there was one shirt I really, really wanted. I was like, um, actually, I found it from a like a collectors group on Facebook. Um, you know the band Death Clock, uh, Metalocalypse, Death Clock. Um, yeah, I saw them play in Tempe, like in, I want to say 2012, but um, I won tickets to the show from the radio station. And, um, That's so sick. Yeah, I, so I, got, I went to the show and like, I got two tickets, I used one, and then the other one I sold for like 20 bucks. And then I went into the show, the shirt was 20 bucks, and then 
there's like like a I don't know. I was like, I can either buy a shirt or buy drinks. So I ended up just buying the drinks with the 20 bucks. <laughs> and then I was like regretting it for like years. And then I think it was just like last year I saw it on the Facebook group and I, and I was like, Oh, that's the shirt I wanted. And then I didn't have any cash and finally got it. Yeah. The chance to refix, uh, to fix history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Redemption. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I still get them. Like I used to get them a lot when I went to live shows just to support the band, mm-hmm. um, you know, oh, yeah. to, you know, to help the band along with their tour. But, um, yeah, shirts are like the only way bands really make money. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, do you guys get to keep a lot of it or is there like a big percentage that comes out from the venue? I always hear about that. Uh, well, we're, we've never been on like that kind of level for sure. Um, oh shit, are you still there? Okay. Yeah. I lost the screen. I was like, oh, um, yeah, we've never played a venue like that. Um, and I probably wouldn't ever do that. I would just not sell merch at that show, <laughs> you know, because I know there are some venues or tours that do that kind of shit, but I'm not ever about to do that because we're already are paying for the artwork we're paying for the shirts to be printed and then barely making a profit on the shirts. You know what I mean? Like, so we're like, there is no breaking even, even on that, you know, <laughs> it's just the best way you make revenue is through shirts. <sighs> um, it's a, it's a quite a process for sure. Yeah. I, I just wanted to ask another quick question about the uh, new album. Uh, when yeah, is absolutely. the release date coming out? So that is unsure uh, right now um, just because of how crazy everything is backed up anyway with production plants and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I also have no idea what Thomas's um, or redefining darkness. Thomas is who runs it. Um, I don't know what their outlook is on other releases. So being that our our stuff isn't even mastered yet, I would assume it's probably not till early early next year, maybe like February, or January, or something. Okay. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I wish it would be this year, but yeah, just kind of how it goes. Um, you know, we've never released a full length, and we've never worked with a label to put out a release of ours. So, to this extent, you know, before the Deity Demise demo, um, yeah no that's, so, that's yeah. good man that's that's good you gotta you're yeah you yeah you're you guys are doing like really i mean to me as a person that like follows bands and um seeing like a, a national label um take interest and in putting out your music and um you know even getting like tours like nationally like to me that's 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 big because um mm-hmm. just seeing the fans around my area like they only play within like a hundred mile radius and um almost every release of the bands around here is just like self-released so yeah i mean yeah everything that we did was self-released too until like last year so (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the the album's called seraphatic punishment right is that how you say it uh seraphic punishment yeah oh seraphic punishment okay yep um which was uh, a song that we had written for it 
And then I just became really attached to that title. I thought it was a good album title. A lot of imagery could be used with it and stuff. So nice. Um, and then, um, are you guys just kind of like playing it as you guys go or I mean, do you guys want to like try to get like to try to do this full time or just change? Um, I know that was kind of the original goal when we started was like, let's see where we can take this and just kind of tour like crazy when we can get wherever we can in the time that we can drive to and just kind of make it happen. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say now because I know that we're all like kind of invested in different things in life as far as like um, careers and stuff. Well, one of us for sure, uh, our guitarist, Lamb, he's a wedding DJ and he's, he's doing really well at that. So he's like busy every single weekend so that kind of puts like a a bigger dent in the bands, like scheduling wise for tours and stuff. You know, if we can't have him along or only have him along for such and such days or getting a live guitarist trained up, it's just like kind of a lot to juggle. So we're just kind of taking a step back and seeing how it'll all play out right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, if some really cool, cool shit gets offered to us or something happens, you know, we'll we'll play it by the, when it comes. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but as I know, like as far as like touring, we're gonna do some cooler stuff at the beginning of next year when he has a good off season with weddings. Um, but yeah, just it's kind of like the summertime and everything, like till all the way through the winter damn near is kind of off limits if we want him along mm -hmm. yeah but that's not i'm not not trying to put the blame on him or anything like that. We, we, we could be touring if it wasn't for him but no it's just like it kind of puts it in perspective for all of us like oh yeah what else do we all have going on you know like let's make this happen when it really works and just kind of mm -hmm. go with from there and keep it going okay Nice. No, I mean, I'm definitely a, a follower and I'll keep supporting the band. I, I got the Gallery of Torment too uh, recently, the tape. So, oh, nice. Did you get that from Frozen Screams? Frozen Screams, yeah. They got some nice tapes. Yeah, they do stellar work. Shout out Johnny Freeze. Okay. Yeah, I got a tape uh, recently, um, Hex Tripper from Frozen Screams. Oh, nice yeah 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 I, I heard uh i basically i just i think i uh yeah frozen screams was doing a, a live instagram and um talking to the hex chipper uh i think it was their guitarist and um yeah i just kind of found out about them through that through through their uh, instagram and i'm mm -hmm. gonna check out their tape yeah that's a that's another thing that i like about the uh instagram live streams and you said it too it's like uh you haven't heard a lot of the bands that i talked to but that's definitely what it's about too it's like well whoever's like heard of us and digs us like if i can fucking if 
throw on every band that I'm like super into. You know what I mean? I do that a lot on the stories too. Like, Hey, this is what I'm listening to, what I'm super into. And, uh, or I'm super a fan of these guys or we talk and get along really well. It'd be cool to have a chat chat. Like, I don't know. I like that kind of just tag team and everything. You know what I mean? Like, well, check out these guys, check out these guys. Yeah, no, I definitely found out about uh, Warflirts too. They're, they're sick too. Yeah, I fucking love Warflirts. Yeah. Did you ever get Thorn from Arizona? Uh, so Thorn doesn't like, it's not really his thing to be oh, okay. like on camera and talk, I guess. He just did the, his first ever one last week, actually. I don't know if you saw that. No, I missed it. Damn it. Oh yeah. It was the, it's the one and only exclusive Thorn Thursday, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he did it with, uh, uncle Ken over at, uh, Ken oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he did it with, uh, gurgling gore, the label too. So they were both on just kind of talking about the new Thorn full length. So that was cool. I, uh, I only got to check it out for like six minutes and I was just kind of popped off my phone again, but um, I want to message him again because he was like the third person I asked, <laughs> and he was like, "Nah, not really my thing." Yeah. I was like, "Damn, yeah," because he's in Fluids, right? He's the singer of Fluids. Yeah, he just took uh, joined Fluids last year. Nice as the the vocals, the the burps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I no, love it. yeah. There's some pretty good bands that come out of the Phoenix area, Phoenix Tucson area. Yeah, that's kind of a popping area too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, more recently, yeah, like within the past like year or two. Um, I guess the big one is Gate Creeper. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They're probably like the the hometown heroes in the Phoenix area for sure. Um, and I love I love that Gate Creeper gets so much hate from like death metal elitists. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know. I, I mean, I guess I'm I'm. I'm not really connected to the, to, to the scene. So, uh, to a particular yeah. scene, I didn't know that. That's yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I think just because they're like, I don't know, maybe not like, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe. Yeah. Cause they see them as like commercialized death metal or some weird shit like that. I don't know. Uh, like they i get that they're kind of like basic or like um i don't know a lot of people would call them like gateway bands you know what i mean they're yeah. like entry level like but with that, that like there's nothing wrong with that to me like i think that's sick as fuck like a band like gay creepers getting on you know i can't even think of a tour of example right now oh i know the big one was the um, cannibal corpse power trip one that was huge yeah and i saw that i saw that tour in uh chicago i drove down for that um amazing fucking tour actually <laughs> yeah i went to yeah, the, yeah. The, the phoenix show it was, it was ridiculous it was awesome oh my god i can imagine that was insane yeah, it was packed and um i i watched campbell corpse for like two songs but then i had to leave because i had to work the next morning but oh, i mean i saw power yeah. trip, the entire power trip set for for, for the first and only time yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if that was, uh, it was was cool to see that. Yeah. They, I would say that they stole the show when I saw that tour power trip. 
like just as far as being the energy that they bring live, like to stand out with Cannibal Corpse and Gate Creeper was like insane to me. Like I loved, I liked all three bands, but like I think that they stole the show for sure. Yeah, how far is it? How far of a drive was that for you? Uh, ten hours. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, but I had uh, three friends, and we got an Airbnb for the weekend, and we just kind of made a little thing out of it. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm the closest place would be for me would be Albuquerque. I think Albuquerque is a three-hour drive where I'm at. So. Okay, Almost. but I mean that, that to me that that's a worthy drive to see some like really good shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like if a big tour, like if that's the closest they're coming, like, yeah, damn right. I'm driving three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only, the only ticket I bought was for a uh, D side and cataclysm in, in, uh, I think in August that's in Phoenix. Oh that's, yes, that's, that's only, right. Yeah. That's the only, uh, ticket I have so far. Is that, uh, internal bleeding too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Internal bleeding. And then, um, the band I was talking about 6 million dead, they're going to be the local opener. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that they're going to be, uh, I saw they're like antichrist with a K and shit in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, I love that. The, the lyrics, um, for 6 million dead and they're, they're all on band camp. They're, it's all like anti-religion. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely down with that shit. Yeah. Um, from a, from an indigenous perspective. So it's cool. Exactly. Yep. That's that's exactly why I'm down with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a song on the full length that's very uh, well, maybe not maybe specifically anti-religion, uh, but I say like pale brushed Christ and stuff like that in there. It's very hateful. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's local shows around here. Um, I know. I think there's a guy actually. He works where i work he's uh, one of the promoters for this uh, small area i need to i need to track him down and um kind of i'm just curious as to how that process works being a show promoter it's really i mean in my experience of just like because i grew up around like you know the hardcore diy punk scene so it's just like find a spot <laughs> that is down with it and work out like a door deal and then find cool bands that you want to see you know what i mean yeah. almost every show that i booked i was just like well i want to see this band and then i'm like what locals would go good with that and then yeah but yeah, yeah it's, i don't know you can i've seen some shows happen some wild spots even just like a rain, random uh community center you know what i mean or mm-hmm. i don't know i'm always worried about like um I guess like do like most of the bands do they ask for like a upfront like advance or something or I don't know like or are they cool with like that like, that really depends on the caliber of band or whatever their like quote unquote status is I guess or uh, how far they're driving for sure okay. but otherwise I mean for the most part I mean even in my case like if I book a band from Minneapolis I'll be like. Hey, I'll give you, you know, $120 maybe, or, you know, like just an example, throwing that out there, if, like it does better. I'll give you more. Or if it's less, like I can give you this now or uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of being upfront beforehand and 
um i mean a lot of it is just we'll see how the door does and split it you know what i mean especially if it's a local show there's no like guarantees or if there's one touring band it's like well we'll get them everything that we can and then maybe split up between the locals you know okay is there a lot of venues around you the there's one um so i live close to window rock uh arizona there's like a fairground and on the fairground there's a like a uh, I don't know if it's like a theater, but no, no, it's more like just like an indoor, like, like sports complex, I guess. Um, they, they do shows there and then there's a uh, Gallup, New Mexico. It's about a 30 minute drive, like 30 miles from here. Okay. They got uh, a couple of, um, like bar type of venue, like, you know, bar venues. And, uh, there's a place called uh, Farmington, New Mexico. That's about an hour and 30 minutes from here. Uh, they, I think they have a couple more uh, venues, but they're pretty small. I mean, I mean, I'm sure like they can only fit a couple hundred people there, but. Yeah. But I mean, fuck, that's, that's all you need for a good show. Yeah. 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 But um, the, the places around here, dude, like there's metal, metal fans all over around here. Like I'd say half the, half the like reservation area here is just like really in the metal. Um, that's awesome. And then the other half is like country, like kind of like rodeo cowboys out, out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I yeah, grew up around fucking metal heads. Metal. What's that? I was, I wish I grew up around metal heads. Oh, <laughs> was there a lot of metal heads in the, where you grew up white earth? No, not really. Um, I had, uh, I had a few older cousins that were, um, super into like corn and Ozzy and Slipknot and shit like that. Uh, so when I was like seven, so I was kind of introduced to, I was, in, I remember being introduced to corn, you know, when I was like seven, just like being in a basement and they were like all freaking out listening to freak on a leash and stuff like that. And they were all like 14, 15, 16 or whatever. So, um, I was introduced to that kind of like heavier style younger and all my cooler older cousins were into it. So I kind of absorbed that and went off into my own path. Um, but other than like that group and then some of my like close, close friends, and I don't know if it was just cause like we all, you know what I mean? Like, uh, sorry, I'm like fucking scatterbrain right now. Okay. Um, lamb, our guitarist and mall, uh, we actually met in sixth grade and, uh, we were talking about like lamb of God and fucking Godsmack and stuff like that. <laughs> so, uh, there wasn't, there wasn't really a lot of it. No, maybe okay. some hard rock, maybe some like, you know, cause there was like the, top rock and metal radio stations around here like stuff like that but yeah yeah i was pretty much same same era i got introduced to like corn um and i I think it wasn't until because like where, where my family lived like we didn't get like mtv or vh1 or whatever but mm-hmm. um we finally got it like when I was in middle school and then that's when I started seeing like stained and Lincoln park and, um, the, 
I don't know if you remember the Metallica song from the Mission Impossible soundtrack. Um, like that music video, I think they filmed part of it on the Navajo Reservation, so that that caught my ear. And oh, okay. I don't know if I know what you're talking about. It's uh, I think the song's called "I Disappear." Like uh, the song starts, you know, it's kind of like a, it's more like a hard rock, like Metallica, like it's like burn brown, burn brown, brown, burn 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 brown, and then like they're playing on top of like a like a canyon in in monument valley uh here in arizona okay and then it smashed cuts to like lars ulrich being like chased in a building and then he like jumps out of a building lars jumps out of a building yeah (laughs) he like through a window and like (laughs) falls like 50 feet or 50 stories down to the ground it's just lars's face superimposed on characters And it's like each member of Metallica is like being chased by some weird, like, I don't know, like whatever, like some ghost or something. And yeah, it's pretty funny, but, um, yeah, going off of that and then just kind of, yeah, slowly picking up on like, I think like Slipknot came right after that. And I thought Slipknot was extreme. Oh yeah. Um, I bought this one CD. I remember it was called like tattoo the earth. It was like a concert tour, uh, CD. And it had, I got it because there was a Slipknot song on it, but there was also like Slayer and Hatebreed and Sepultura on it. And Fuck yeah. I think that's Fuck when yeah. I kind of really started getting into Slayer and then just basically from Slayer just opened up the floodgates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a similar, well, I mean, kind of similar for me too. Like it was uh corn and, Rob Zombie and stuff like that, and then it like got into Mushroom Head, Slipknot, and then it like, and then it was almost you know Six Feet Under and Black Dahlia Murder like almost right after that, and then it was like finding Grindcore. <laughs> it just kind of kept going. Nice. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, and then like I think you mentioned like like hardcore was like a big influence on you guys or on you on 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 mall for sure um so yeah just tying back to fargo again like that was that was just what was around here was fargo hardcore scene um and just kind of seeing all of that all the touring bands coming through and just the community built on that um yeah yeah, it, it, it definitely came later in my life, hardcore in general. Um, I knew Hatebreed. I was definitely into Hatebreed. Uh, I remember they had that song on like fucking Triple X or whatever. <laughs> in like 2002 or three or whatever that was. Um, I don't know if that was the first time I heard them or if it was like some kind of... Were they ever on Roadrunner? Yeah, they had one album called Supremacy. I think that was... Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, feel like, I feel like they were on a Roadrunner comp of some sorts that I heard too. Um, back when Roadrunner used to do a bunch of CDs like that. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, like I would say 2010, 11 hardcore kind of came into my life at least. Uh, and our drummer, kind of got into hardcore in like 2015 ish and then into death metal like right when we were starting 
So yeah, we definitely started off with a lot of that more metal sounding hardcore, like harm's way, Shabalba, uh, yeah, shit like that. Okay. Yeah. I, honestly, I've been kind of just, I just never got in touch with any hardcore bands, but what are some good ones to just check out for like a starter? Um, Hmm. Put me on the spot because I don't really <laughs> listen to. Um, well, I really like this band called Suburban Scum. Um, They're from New Jersey, and they had like a more of a thrashy, really just pissed off kind of hardcore vibe to them. <laughs> a lot of headbanging riffs for sure. Um, nice. And then, have you ever listened to Shababa? Yeah, yeah. I, okay, uh, I got yeah, a couple of their yeah. uh, records. Um, okay. Heavy. Yeah, kind of like um, like Crowbar, right? Like just Yeah, almost. Yeah, they have a lot of Crowbar influence for sure. That like slower, just fucking down-tuned heavy riffing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of like... They're so loose in that hardcore genre, you know what I mean? Like, or that umbrella if you can even call them that because they're so like death and sludgy and yeah but they're one of my favorite bands for sure that would be like hardcore <sighs> yeah you had uh their guitarist right uh i forget his name on mall monday uh, yeah brian okay big o. Yeah. big o okay yeah and then he's also behind uh some potley and uh mortuary punishment yeah yeah i, I heard i saw he posted um on his instagram um i thought i think i downloaded the uh, mortuary punishment uh nice demo. yeah so it's sick yeah he's he's awesome at that just doomed out heavy shit yeah yeah have no, you I, listened to Sapali? you know um i i've heard a couple songs i haven't like sat down with the whole album yet okay he'd be only like one release right the just this last weekend he got done recording a new simpotly release okay Okay. yeah he's actually doing uh some sample work on that uh song i was talking about earlier too yeah oh no i'm definitely uh uh, definitely on my radar i I follow his uh all his bands on on uh so I just gotta yeah, he knows he, he knows what's up. He also seems just like a cool ass dude. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of another one too, where I was like, damn, this dude's in Chivalba. Like <laughs> he's the reason we're a band right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was just like just down down as hell. Yeah. Who are some other uh, like big ones you want to get and sit down with for Mall Monday? I know you got like Trevor from Bot Dolly Murder that was a big one, but any other big big uh, um I guess that's kind of, I don't really think about who is going to be my guest until like the weekend before. <laughs> um, just cause I, I'm kind of scatterbrained like that. I'm like, Oh shit. There, you know, sometimes I've have an idea or like, we'll agree, like, let's do it next week. So I'll have it like in the back burner, but I don't, I don't know if there's any like, big guests that I will like reach out to to do just because I like it kind of being more of a 
a hangout session. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I need to ask important or like intriguing questions or like, yeah. uh, be up, be up to date on all the band stuff. Cause yeah, that's not like why I'm doing it. I'm more intrigued on like the, the nerds behind all this shit. You know what I mean? And just yeah. like what we're all into and just kind of hanging out and vibing that way yeah. and talking, talking about plans and, yeah. you know, creative processes and shit like that. But that's kind of like secondary to the hang session. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really curious about the, the, the label dudes. Like the, I think those are, I mean, it seems like they, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to hear from like the, their perspective, like kind of how, how they get all this, how they put up, how they put out all this like music and right. How they even curate it and stuff. Like yeah. That. Like how do they find these bands too? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe if, if there's like, and then it's not even like big, but like, it would be cool to get Scott from Megastop on to talk to him or, you know, even Thomas from redefining darkness, uh, just because we've never talked face to face yet either. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and he's been doing this for a long time. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'm just not really good with names either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even yeah. tell you bands yeah. that I really love, like the guitarist names or anything like that. So oh, I don't yeah, even know who, yeah. know who to reach out to. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Um, yeah. I guess I'm kind of like that too. I, um, I mean, the, I don't know, like, I'm always on Bandcamp and I'm just trying to, I just find like, I follow a lot of people on like, just like, like, I guess Trevor from Black Dimer, he's a good one to follow on Bandcamp. And, um, there's like some other people too that I, uh, noticed on their Instagram that they're on Bandcamp. I'll follow them and then whatever they buy, I'll check out. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so the um, trying to think what was the last time. Oh, I, I found that one band from uh, Fargo, the black metal band. Uh, uh, Frost. Frost. Yeah, yeah. I found I found them. Uh, I think I found it from the mall page. Uh, so I, I did recently got some Thrall Frost. Oh yeah, good. Uh, they just they did a split last year with Demi Fiend, another black metal band from Fargo, and that that split's awesome. Okay. Uh, Demi Fiend is fucking great. Cool. Check them out. Really, really riffy, really heavy, evil shit. Yeah. Uh, I pulled up my Bandcamp. I I got a the Witch Vomit EP. Um, oh yeah, I just listened to that twice today. Actually. Yeah, that's sick. It was, uh, it was the first times I really listened to it. So I, I had to give it a twice listen to just cause I was vibing. Yeah. It's really good. I'm definitely going to try to get like a physical copy. And then, um, have you heard of this band on relapse called Yatija? Yatja? Oh, yeah. Yatja. Yatja. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I've been listening to that a lot too. Yeah. It's kind of like, kind of like, pretty technical, I guess. Um, a lot of, a lot of changes, a lot of tempo changes. Like it'll be like, it'll start out with like just a slow, like doom, um, doom riff. And then it'll just like kick into some like grindcore, like riffing and 
Um, and then they'll like kind of switch it out or, you know, slow it down a little. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, it's not really like Dillinger's skate plan, but I guess it's kind of similar. Kind of all over. Yeah. I'd yeah, love all, over. Yeah, it's all over the place. Kind of like that. But, um, reminds me a lot of like high on fire too. Cause they got like that, like there's like a certain, um, drum pattern that high on fire uses. Uh, I, I noticed that it comes up on this album a lot too. So I'm, I'm a big high on fire fan too. So. I gotta, I gotta look into them more. I've, I don't know. I couldn't name one high on fire song for sure. Oh yeah. The, the main one, um, the everyone, they're I mean, on relapse, right? They, yeah, they were on relapse for like three albums and then, they left and then they went to like E1. One band I like from E1 is um, Plague Years. Yes. Yeah, we played a show with Plague Years once. <laughs> um, yeah, Plague Years is fucking awesome. They're kind of like a darker power strip. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're from Detroit. Yeah, we played with them in Minneapolis. <laughs> um, Creeping Death is on E1 as well. Yeah, I love Creeping Death. They're yeah, I fucking love Creeping Death. Yeah, I love the name too. Like any band that names their band after Metallica is like cool with me. Yeah, yeah, that's a that was a good one to snatch up for sure. Yeah, um, I saw a live stream um, of Creeping Death, not Creeping Death, um, Plague Years, Plague Years. I think E One did like a a stream of like five of their bands and. Um. Yeah, Plague Years was one of them, and yeah, just kick ass. Yeah, they they were they had a very heavy aura to them when that we saw that when we played with them. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that uh, stream. Oh yeah, it was like a, they, I think they did like twenty minutes, and then um, the band Body Snatcher. Um, I think they're like a deathcore oh. band. Yep. Okay. Enterprise Earth. And uh, within the ruins, and then the contortionists. It was like a like okay, but yeah. The five bands all recorded their own sets, and they just kind of like pieced it together. But um, yeah, definitely played years. Um, killed it. Um, yeah, D- Detroit's doing some cool shit. Yeah, I heard of a Temple of Void. Yeah, yeah, you got that flag in the background. Yeah, there. yeah, right there. I got your flag right here too. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Temple of Void are sick. Um, I remember I I discovered them because I remember one night I couldn't sleep. I was just like, um, I was just on Bandcamp, like on my phone, just like perusing bands, trying to find a band, and then um, I follow um, Unspeakable X Records. And oh yep. A four way split with Temple of Void on it. And um yeah, basically just like blew me away. And then um was that was that like four ways to, four doors of death or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? that one. That one. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it was like um shit, I forgot who was on it. Um <laughs> Nucleus. Um Oh, Nucleus is fucking great. Yeah, and then um They're from Chicago. And um, what's that one artist? He's got a band, Fitted Zombie. Oh, uh, fucking Mark Riddick. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ectoplasma and Temple of Void. So it was those four. And so um, I think it was the same. I think Unspeakable Axe did it. 
Yeah. Uh, Gay Creeper, Homewrecker. Oh, uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, I think uh, that's a different one. That one's... um. That wasn't... Gay Creeper, Homewrecker, um, Outer Heaven. Outer Heaven and Scorch. And Scorch. Yep, yep. I have that record. Yeah. The, I think that was a different one. Four, I think I have that first Four Doors of Death. That one has... Um, fuck, I forgot. It's been a while since I heard it. Okay, so that one wasn't four doors of death. My bad. Um, but yeah, that's a cool, um, cool split though. That gate creeper. Yeah, that one's fucking fantastic. That's uh, I found scorched, and uh, outer heaven because of that. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. yeah they re-released it. Now it's just a two-way split with gate creeper and uh, outer heaven. They just did. Yeah, like uh, like last year after the after the whole thing shit happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know they would re-release it. That Gay Creeper song is one of my favorite songs from them too. On that split. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah, that's that's really cool. I like the the four way split is like really cool. I, I hope more more bands start to do that. I mean, you guys yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was definitely uh, the the reason why I wanted to do a fucking three or four way split was that record too. <laughs> Just the idea of having four different, uh, complete different scenes and parts of the map and brands of death metal, but still the same vein all together. Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, I know, man. Looking forward to the more material. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't want to like sound weird, but I kind of want to watch the Suns game. <laughs> oh no, you're good, dude. But yeah, thanks for doing this. This is uh, this is cool. Um, of course, man. Of course. Thank you for thank you for having chatting, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be sure to like you know just tell everyone to check out Mall. Check out all the Mall Mondays, especially coming from Fargo and North Dakota, like mm-hmm. like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a blooming scene. Um, I mean, just because I, I know how fucking cold it is out there, and just how, yeah, just, just uh, knowing that that you, know, you guys are building a cool scene out there, just something I really, uh, really uh, admire. Um, who are some other uh, bands from out there that people should check out? Um, so some bands coming up here. Um, let's see here. Widow is a new death metal band from around here. Uh, they're kind of playing some slower, um, sludgier riffs. Uh, let's see what else is around here. Chaotic Entity is a, some youngins from Grafton, North Dakota. They're doing some thrashier uh, death metal. Um, Phobophilic, of course, from Fargo. Thrall Frost from Fargo. Uh, um, what else is going on here? Swing Low is fucking fantastic. OG's uh, Thrash Hardcore from Fargo. Um, Vessels is a new band. Uh, their first show is going to be with us in August here. Um, and they're kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to call them. They're, they're metal of like, I don't know. They're heavy. <laughs> they got riffs. 
Awesome. I, I've only heard like one song, but uh, the, I'm excited to see just more and more new metal pop up around here. You know, I'm going to champion that as much as possible, even if, you know, mall isn't going or not playing shows. I'm still going to try to keep some shit popping off around here, you know? Nice. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks again. I'll, um, I have a day off tomorrow, so I'm going to work on this, but. Okay. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. Have a good night. Yeah. Thanks again for uh, chatting, man. Let's, let's talk to you later. All right. That was my talk with Garrett Alvarado from mall. Check out Maul's music on all the streaming services like Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube. Also, follow Maul on Facebook and Instagram. On Instagram, you can check out the Maul Mondays uh, live streams on Monday around uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. All right, I'm going to play a song from them. Uh, It's called Force Cremation from the four-way split that came out this year. If you like this, then uh, get your hands on the cassette tape uh, that will be released by Life After Death Records. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care.